Welcome to the Prayer Storm Podcast. We hope this teaching will encourage you and equip you to live a lifestyle of holiness and intercession. Don't forget James's new book, Life on Fire, is out now. It's our first release from Prayer Storm and it's available on prayerstorm.org. The link is also available in the podcast description. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Life on Fire Discussions. We've got the boys in the room. This is uh, the guys chat. There's going to be a girls chat on this. And we are talking about a really easy topic to talk about like we do on these. We're going to be talking about sex, pornography, masturbation, all the stuff that nobody wants to talk about. We're going to talk to about it. I'm excited about it. James is excited about it. But Matt is slightly nervous, looking a little bit on edge. Yeah, I I am a bit nervous about it, to be honest with you. I I had this little vision that I was going to wake up one day and look at the YouTube feed and see like my face cut out next to like porn demons or something like that and be like, oh... Oh, this is gonna. This is not gonna go well. But anyway, I know when you edit this, Josh, it's gonna. It's not gonna have my face on. It's gonna have James's face on, right? Yeah. All right cool. I'll, I'll put James in there good, right quick. Good, so good, we're good. gonna be looking at chapter six of James's book, Life on Fire. We've got the author with us. Yes. Woo. Yes. Oh yes. I uh, I don't remember everything I wrote in there. <laughs> well, it's called, the words. It's called Bring the Fire. <laughs> So you've got to bring the fire at least. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Now so, I'm excited to have this conversation. It's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, just I think it's going to be really important for us as guys to talk about it as well. Mm. And the girls are going to do a great mm. job as well. So we're really excited about that. But if you've not got a copy of the book, make sure you grab it. The link is in the description below. Uh, it'd be awesome if you could get that. Uh, and the main quote we're going to be looking at is um, this thing that you said, James. Hopefully you remember. <laughs> <laughs> says... Jezebel's table is where flesh is freely put on display for wow. consum- consumption. <laughs> so good. Works of the flesh on display to satisfy the appetites of the sinful nature. For me, when I read that quote, I was like, if that's not a way to describe mm. the modern culture right now, when you go on your phone, even when... So- I was driving down the road the other day and some of the billboards now are getting more, like, more and more provocative and there's more and more images that you're almost like... That, that flesh is being marketed to me right now. It's been put on a table f- for free mm. for daily consumption. My kids are in the car like there's almost yeah. no censorship. And so we live in this generation. And uh, for me, one of my worries, one of my fears is for young people. Mm. And, th- and that's why we do what we do here at Prayer Storm is to reach the next generation, to awaken them yeah. to a lifestyle of prayer. Because we know that from a lifestyle of prayer and worshiping Jesus, we can have freedom from pornography, from masturbation, yeah. from lustful thoughts. We Amen. really believe that, and we want you to know that right at the start of this um, session, this discussion. So we're going to start out a little bit different. Rather than asking questions, we're going to start out by sharing some of our stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, we're going to start with pornography. We're going to go right in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, right. Um, and so for me, my, my story is a little bit shorter, and then Matt and James are going to share theirs. And so, yeah, you know, I, I watched pornography from about the age of... 13, 14, which I, I think now is really scary because that is, that is a young age. Is. I think we've, we've sort of almost normalized that now. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, 14-year-old boys, they look at that. Yeah. But that's not normal. Like, mm-hmm. You're still very, very young. Like, yeah. You can't drive. There's still a whole load of things yeah. that you can't do. You're still in school. You're still yeah. learning. Like, There's so many things about it. Um, but yeah, I remember one particular time I'd, I had become a Christian, but I still had a little bit of a struggle with pornography. And I heard this guy preaching 
about um, human trafficking. Mm. Um, you know, if you don't know, there's sort of t- over 20 million people stuck in human trafficking, and a lot of those are stuck in sexual human trafficking, mm. so prostitution and all that kind of stuff. And he said over 90% of the people who are in, the women who are in pornography films, mm-hmm. pornography clips, have been trafficked. Wow. And wow. have been drugged to be on there. And when I heard that, I literally, I nearly ran to the toilet and vomited because yeah. I was like, and I never watched pornography again. Wow. I don't know if it was like <laughs> God setting me th- free through that thought or whether it was just, I was just too disgusted. Wow. But yeah, for me, it's been 13 years since I've wow. seen, watched any porno- pornographic image or anything like that. And just, yeah, I just think I wanted to, I wanted to share that not as a shame thing, but more as a just an awareness thing of mm-hmm. what we're dealing with here is because yeah. James's book we talk about the spirit of Jezebel mm-hmm. being prominent and yeah. that's really important yeah. but actually there's so much darkness mm. involved in pornography it's yes. not just simply yeah. me watching people having sex or doing yeah. this that and the yeah. other there's so much more to it so James maybe you could talk about your experience with porn and, yeah, and your I, journey be, before I actually talk about that just going back to the book uh, I, I did share a bit of my story in yes, the book did, as yeah. well and just coming back to what you said about Jezebel, one of the main descriptions that Jesus gives of Jezebel is that in Revelation that she seduces yes. the people of God to mm. commit sexual immorality. Wow. So you see yeah. that one of the main workings of the spirit of Jezebel when you look at culture, is seduction to immorality in all its forms, mm. which yeah. pornography is one of them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, when we begin to talk about the workings of that spirit in the culture, we cannot avoid talking about pornography. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's so dark, so oppressive, and it is so rampant in the church, not just outside in the world. Yeah. And oftentimes, like we said, it's not been talked about. So we want to use this conversation to really expose, you know, uh, uh, this dark thing going on in many people's lives that they don't really have lots of people talk about. For me, my journey um, uh, started, I don't remember exactly when, but it was in my early teens. I must have come across some images somewhere. And when it became something I noticed was more of an addiction, it was when it was like every two months, every three months. It wasn't like every day, but every so often, I find myself just gravitate towards a pornographic site. And because I was a saved and I knew it was wrong. There was the guilt yeah. of, oh, no, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, Lord, help me. I, I repent. Yeah. But then I might be fine for two weeks or three weeks. And then two months down the line or maybe four weeks down the line, I fall again into this thing. Yeah. Anyway, this cycle kept on happening. And um, I later came across this quote that I often use when I preach that basically says, you know, freedom is not the length of time between sin cycles. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It's when the yeah. cycle is broken. So I'm like, yeah. even though it's two months and three months apart, sometimes it might even be six months, but I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't yeah. want the cycle anymore. I want it broken. So, and again, I go into a bit more detail, but it came to a point where I knew I had to confess. And of all people to confess to, I went to confess to my dad. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> We know James's dad, and if you guys think James is intense, you need to meet James's dad. Actually, he's a bit chilled now. He might be chilled. <laughs> so, so, um, so I went to my dad and just say, you know, I'm just struggling with this, and he's, you know, he he was really gracious about it, but I feel like the exposure of my struggle brought me into a place of. Uh, freedom because really sin often has its bondage in its secrecy wow. yeah. and so 
exposing it halved the impact that it was wow. having on me. But it wasn't just exposing it. And at that point, my dad said, you know, I don't want you to come and confess to me when you fall into uh, pornography or you watch something burning. Oh, yeah, dad, I've fallen again. He says, no, I won't. And this I'd never really thought of before. And this really challenged me so much. He says, I want you to come and confess to me before you fall. That's good. That's amazing. So, wow. So, so don't come and say, oh, yeah, I fell last night. Oh, yeah, I struggled last night. In that moment, when you know your hand is going to go on your phone and you're going to go on the website or go yeah. on your computer and you can feel that temptation, in that moment, mm. text and ask for prayer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In yeah. that moment, call and say, hey, right yeah. now. And it was like amazing. that process of accountability was my deliverance. That's you know? amazing. And now it's been over a decade. I've lost count now. You know, when I've looked, I've looked upon, but I know that, yeah, that process of confessing to my dad and being open was part of my deliverance. And I've seen yeah. God set people free. So, we are having this discussion to be uh, to release hope to people because yes. some people are probably in a place where they think that this is just the continual thing mm. and it's everyone is always going to be here. But mm. I'm so thankful to the Lord for His grace, yes. uh, for how He broke that off of my life. Mm, that's so Come powerful. On. Praise the Lord. Give a hand clap of praise right now if you're out there. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so powerful because, you know, you are completely right. And it's like, you know, the enemy rules in darkness, yeah. but God rules in the light. And it's yeah. like when we do mess up, especially in those sexual sins, which causes great shame yes. on us mm. and guilt. And we feel we feel like we've dropped below our spiritual level or standard mm-hmm. in other mm-hmm. people's eyes. If we would say anything, mm-hmm. you know, that's where the devil tries to keep us. But the moment you start exposing that, mm. that starts to ex- uh, lose its power, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah. so I think these conversations need to be had. And I think this is why podcasts and like this sort of thing is so helpful because people want to discuss this stuff and they actually want to, you know, listen in and, and actually see, actually, these guys mm-hmm. have had freedom in this area. They've had the mm-hmm. same bondage, but now they've had complete freedom. And it, yeah. it's such a powerful story. You'll probably laugh at my story. Yeah, I'm bit. like, I want to hear your story. Yeah, I, mine. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not actually sure I've heard your story before. No, I don't so. think I've told my porn. Te- I don't really tell porn <laughs> testimonies everywhere I go. Why We're not? Why this. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> quite down that worship music. I've got a porn testimony to share. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's quite funny, my one, because uh, basically I remember, at, so the first 22 years of my life, I wasn't a Christian. So that was basically, I'm not going to go into my testimony now, but obviously the first 22 years, I didn't have really anything of those God things in my life mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And so I remember at 10 years old, I remember the first porn mag ever being shown to me. I can still remember it like it was yesterday. I can wow. only remember like two things from my like primary school years. Wow. And one of them was when someone showed me a porn image. Wow. And uh, so I remember then, you know, 13, 14, 15, being at school, I went to an all boys school. And I remember queuing up with some of my friends outside the news agents, because back in the day, I'm, I'm older than I look. <laughs> you know, there was no on devices or anything. Oh, it was, yeah. It was, if you were, if you got hold school. of a porn magazine in the in a boys' school, you were like the king. You were like LeBron oh, James of the school. Like, oh, they own a porn mag, you know. So it was very much something that was celebrated, and uh, it's just an, that was very much ingrained in me at an early age, which pornography was a normal, accepted, celebrated thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's the that's the story that I've come from. And I remember when I became a Christian, I remember the first person, the first Christian was telling me, well, you can't have sex before marriage. Because my, <laughs> my, my life before that was like many others, you know, it was like three-month relationship, three-year relationship, seven-month. If you waited a month to sleep with your girlfriend, 
that would be like, wow, this is like the holiest. Yeah. Like that's patience. <laughs> yeah. That's unbelievable patience. You are like yeah. a saint, you know? So it, it was crazy. So that was, the, that, was the, that was the world that I came from. And I remember the first person saying to me, you know, when you become a Christian, you can't be sleeping now with your girlfriend or doing anything like that. And I just said to them, I said, yeah, but, you know, we're sort of committed and it doesn't really, you know, that's a bit old fashioned. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that. And anyway, I came to the terms of saying, OK, that's right. OK, I agree with you now. I'm going to not do that anymore. I'm going to put that away. And this was how twisted my mind was. Do you know what the thought went through in my head? My mind, because it was so twisted and corrupt by all my years of being homeschooled in the wrong home spiritual home in in that way my mind then said well i need to increase my porn intake so i can last longer <laughs> that's what my mind went and then i thought oh okay that's that's going to be the solution to that is this this is what's going in the real <laughs> you know this this is what's going in the short video <laughs> please don't put it's my not, face next to this yeah yeah <laughs> you said you didn't want it enough. yeah yeah so it was like basically that's crazy it, it, it is crazy and so that was literally my thought process and mm. then obviously i learned that's not good either, which is a revelation yeah. to someone who's been ingrained in that of like, yeah, you know, that makes wow. sense, yeah. you know, wow. and so I had to put that down. So I had to put all of it down. Something that was such a big sort of maybe part of my life, like many other young lads. And, you know, I don't want to obviously say it's a lad problem. It's also a girl problem yeah, as well. So yeah, I don't want right, to say yeah. that at all. Uh, but um, and then so I came into Christianity and I put all that away and I changed dramatically. You know, I heard. I had all sorts of people gossiping about me of how much I changed, how much I had changed in so many ways so quickly. And I really hit the ground running. And I remember this, this, this is the first time I knew the devil was real. Like, Whoa. so clear, mm. so clear. So the first year I'm a Christian, I was going to a big church. It was an amazing church. And I get invited along to this daytime house party. And... Um, Anyway, chatting to a few, there's a couple of people having a drink or two, nothing major, mm-hmm. you know, but when you step, when you've been all your life as a non-Christian, you come into a church that's vibrant and that, you think everyone's on fire for God. That's mm. what you think. You just assume everyone's. Oh, like, he's going to start convicting everybody. <laughs> <in a lot. laughs> yeah, you do. You do. No, you, you, just you think everybody's. Yeah, you you walk in, especially your background, so you've not grown up in church, you have no context for anything like that, and you walk in and you think, these people are amazing. Yeah, you do, 100%. You just assume everyone's shiny and perfect, and Mm. you're like the work in progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And um, so anyway, this this girl starts chatting to me, uh, this really pretty South African girl, Mm -hmm. and she's walking, and this is a daytime Christian party. Okay, this yeah. isn't like at some club or anything. Yeah. And she starts to say to me, she said, oh, after this club, after this party, do you want to come back with me and watch this porn website with me? And it was, you think about how oh, many oh, porn... Wait, 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 wait. Was she, she, was she was a Christian. She was, in my eye, I, and in other people's eyes, she was an on-fire Christian. And she oh, said, wow. come back and watch this porn website with out of all the porn websites, I don't know, may, must be a billion websites. <laughs> the one that I'm struggling to get away from, she's saying, come and watch this one. And oh, she names wow, it. Wow, Matt. <laughs> and my hairs on the back of my neck start to stand up almost like, I know the devil is standing right there with me. He, that's when I knew of how detailed he will attack you. Whoa. I mean, I, as a non-Christian, never had a girl Jesus. came up and talked like that to me about any porn website, wow, let alone wow, that wow. one I was trying to... Rem- anyway, in somehow, in my weak, young, immature state, I still said no to it. Praise and, you know, I like, and, and by the grace of God, I did. And then 
I won't, I won't go on too much. I'll share a bit more in a bit about porn. But, you know, it was just like that was sort of ingrained in me. And then I had to put that all away. And then I remember the times where you struggle the most in porn, I would say, is when you're living a lukewarm existence. When the fire is low, you're so susceptible to, to anything like that because your heart desires pleasure. It desires release. Mm-hmm. It desires escape. Mm-hmm. And so that is that, that sort of thing. And I felt like in my Christian life, the only times I struggled was when I was feeling a bit lukewarm, a bit mm. like I was just binging on too many movies or things yeah. like that. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's grace, you know, and, and I never settled in my sin. I would cry. I would repent if I ever did mess so up. So my place. question, did you have a yeah. moment where it was like breakthrough moment? Or yeah. was it just like a gradual process of, you know, you knew it was wrong and then you surrendered to God, you got more focused on God and you just noticed that thing was just broken off? Or was it like, you know, a moment where like, yeah, that day was the turning point? Well, I think for for years it was sort of like I'm really good for a couple of years and then I'd have a bad little small season and then... But, you know, it, there was a moment, a defining moment, and it was literally just like the year up to when I was going to get married. Mm. And I just wow. felt this overwhelming desire wow. to be faithful to Beth, my wife. Just this overwhelm... And it just overtook everything. Mm, mm. And I want to say I'm, ten, I'm over 10 years clear now wow, of ever wow. seeing a porn image. Wow. If you had said that to me, if I went 10 weeks, I would think, <laughs> this, is, this miracle yes. needs to be recorded in the Bible. It's so great. But to 10, <laughs> 10 years, <laughs> 10 years where God broke that off. And, you know, that desire, that, there was almost a desire that replaced it, which was faithfulness mm. to God and to my wife. That's amazing. And so that's just, that's a powerful testimony. That's amazing. And, and, and you see, as we're sharing this, it's like some people might be watching and thinking, oh, my goodness, you guys are like on another level because I've, I'm not even able to go two weeks or yeah. two days without yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And see, this is the thing, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. That as we're speaking out these testimonies, yeah. we believe God's called you to walk in freedom. Not mm-hmm. every guy is living bound by pornography yeah. or masturbation, which I'm sure will come to in a few moments yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there is freedom. That's what we're really saying here. So, yeah, I think that's really good because I think there's a difference between being bound by something, being addicted by something, and then being set free, but you've not got the complete freedom yet. Because I think it's really important for the people who are watching. You might have been set free from pornography. You might have been set free from masturbation where it's not consuming your thoughts. It doesn't have the hold on you. But the struggle might still be there a little bit from time to time. And we just wanted to say, you know, as this honest conversation, like, well done. Mm -hmm. Like, you might never have been able to go 10 days without watching porn. And you might be at 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. And you might have just slipped. But that's amazing. Like, you've mm-hmm. really achieved that. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. because my whole thing is where I struggle is I see people fall and mm-hmm. they make a mistake or they do something on purpose, like yeah. purposefully wrong. And then it all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to go to church this week and yeah, I'm not going to yeah, pray yeah. tomorrow because God's not going to. But God loves you. Like, God yes. pulls us out. Amen. And I'm like, that's the first place you need to go. Yes. Yeah. Like God's like, come back to me because I'm going to give you strength and I'm proud that you got this far and like, yeah. let's go again because I want to give you complete freedom. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a difference between being in a place where you have excused sin and you're cohabiting with yes. the enemy you're called to evict. That's so good. So there's a difference between that mindset to yeah. you're pursuing God mm-hmm. But you find that you're stumbling, but you're getting back up and you're going after God hard. Because you're not premeditating. You see, it's different when you're thinking, okay, I'm going to sin tomorrow. 
evening because I know I can then ask for forgiveness for the next day. And then, you see, we're not talking about that. If that's how you're thinking, then you've completely missed the point. You're (laughs) abusing grace because grace is not there to make you free to sin. It's free from sin. So it's that whole mindset. And one thing I want to highlight, though, about what you've just said about about being addicted. What I noticed when I was in that place where I knew I was addicted, even though it wasn't every day, Mm -hmm. is there was a paralyzing effect I felt where my will was so bound. It's like almost as if I I couldn't even fight this even if I wanted to. Exactly. It's like, like, I know I should say no, but Mm -hmm. my will... The best way to describe it is I'm just bound. Yeah. I, I have the ability, but it's like, it's just, you know, when someone is paralyzed and they have a leg, yeah. but they can't use it. Yeah. <laughs> it literally felt like that. When I think back to it, it's like, yes, I had a will, but it's like, I was just compelled. It was a compulsion. Yeah. And I knew it was demonic as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it makes yeah. me think of, yeah. um, cause it makes me think of in, in, uh, I think it's first Kings 11 or first Kings 12, um, Solomon is is king mm-hmm. and he's doing right by the Lord and all that kind of stuff and then there's an issue with his heart like his heart isn't fully loyal mm-hmm. to God it says his heart isn't fully loyal to God yeah. like your father like your father David, David yes and and so that's really interesting but then it goes on to say and Solomon didn't fulfill uh, didn't follow all the commandments of God like his father David mm. and I read it and I thought well, David didn't follow all of God's commandments. Mm. He had Bathsheba, like he sent Bathsheba's husband off to the, the yeah. you know. And I was like, God, like, how, how can you say that about David? Yeah. Like, what, what's the difference between Solomon and David? Mm. And the, the difference between Solomon and David was not the perfection. Mm. It was the pursuit. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, David wow. pursued God. So Be- David fell with Bathsheba and, and mur- yeah. basically murdered her husband. But his first place he went back to was straight back to the pursuit. Absolutely. Straight back to God. Whereas Solomon, it says his heart was turned for foreign women and he had like a thousand, <laughs> like 700 wives and 300 concubines yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. extra things. I can't remember what they were called. <laughs> like over a thousand women. But it, but the, but it's the Bible says the women turned his, his heart. heart from God, yes. and that's that's what I'm getting at today with this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where's your heart at? Yeah. Where's your heart being turned? I love to? that story because if you've been in church for a while, that just goes over your head a little yes. bit, you know, of David falling with Bathsheba. Imagine if you are a Christian, and obviously we beat ourselves up a lot because we have mm-hmm. a high standard, and we, you know, what I mean, we want to live to the degree that we know we're meant to. Yeah. And so, like, even that story of David and Bathsheba, like, is like. Imagine if you like had a bad moment and you, you know, imagine that story I was talking about and I ended up sleeping with that girl. Mm -hmm. But then the next day, like I find out she's got a boyfriend and I go and kill her boyfriend. Like, that is an awful day. And yet, how much did God love David? Yeah. And you, like you said, it was the pursuit of David's heart to keep getting back up, mm-hmm. to keep pursuing God, to keep putting his heart in the right place before God and saying, yes. God, create me a clean heart. Yes. Renew a right spirit within me. I'm not yeah. right, but I can be right. And I need to involve you instead of running away from you yeah. to, to deal with it. So, yeah. No, I, I think that's really important what Matt just said as well, because I think some of those prayers of David are really key for a lot of us as well because, uh, you know, and maybe in our journey as men and, and women, if you're watching as well, like I'm sure you are, like some of those prayers we should be praying because mm. David wasn't perfect yeah. praying those prayers. Yeah. You think about Psalm 24, like who may send the hill of the Lord, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. 
the guy who's praying that did not have clean hands and a pure heart. Wow. Like, but he's asking God, like, yeah. give me that. Like, as I ascend to your hill, yeah. you know, renew white spirit within me, all those things. And I yeah. just think that's really, really key because it's like, you know, your book, you know, purity, no, prayer, purity, and power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and Joe's talked about this before. I like that as a step mm. as well. I think about it as like a formula. Mm-hmm. It's like you start with the prayer, and then it's the purity and then the power comes. Yeah. Because, but if we don't have the prayer, if we don't go back to God, we're never going to get free from yeah, this stuff. Yeah, it, really it starts in that place with prayer. And I also want to add something to maybe a slightly uh, a different perspective, but a complement the conversation we're having in that even though David said, create me a clean heart, and David said, who may ascend the hill of the Lord? I don't think all through David's life he was in a place where his heart wasn't clean and pure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However... What to add to that, the other dimension that is also good to keep in the mix as we're talking about freedom is when Jesus found the lady in adultery, you know, um, she was in a place where she was caught red-handed in sin Mm. and he showed her grace, but his words to her, which was grace, was go and do this no more. Go and sin no more, yeah. him speaking that to her meant that he was giving her the ability by his free, by his de- declarations to her in his words were the grace she needed, if she accepted those words rightly, to go and not be caught in that same thing anymore. So the, the other side of this is... Can I just add to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, because yeah. you're revving me up with what you're saying right now. <laughs> I'm just feeling Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit just moving as you're Praise speaking right now. You know, Jesus says to that adulterous woman, doesn't he? He says, you know, he shows her grace, but then he says, go away and sin no more. Yeah. He's free, so he can say that. Yeah, he, yeah. If he's bound, he can't say that because oh, he doesn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For example, and so recently, this, this really like... Um, I don't know, itches away at me a bit. Like this guy I know, he he basically went and told his church leader, he says, I want to confess I've been messing up with porn, you know. And this church leader turns around and says to him, don't be so hard on yourself. We all struggle with that. And that was his thing because he was bound. He couldn't speak any freedom. And so he, they almost, he almost affirmed the guy in his weakness, yeah. rather than actually carrying the freedom to say, okay, I'm your future. I, you can be free like I am. And, and you see, that, yeah. that gets me annoyed yeah. in, in a good way in that we believe that there's power in the blood of Jesus. We believe that Jesus is able to set us yeah. free. Or we think we believe that. We sing about it a lot. Yeah. But I'm not sure if we really do believe it. And I would often say, well, if Jesus can either set me free from addictions, yeah. or we might as well forget about this Christian faith thing. And I don't believe yeah. the blood of Jesus or the cross. I always say this. The cross is not about sin management. Yeah. It's about sin eradication. <laughs> and it's the addiction. He can set you free can set us free he has set us free and so i don't want to create a theology this is the challenge i don't want to create a theology that allows me to okay certain habits basically i bring the standard of scripture down to my experience yeah as opposed to challenging my experience to come to the standard of scripture jesus said to that lady go and say no more yeah well i believe he was expecting her to go and not do that again that's why he said it yeah so could it be that he's saying to me james go and don't watch porn anymore Mm. i believe that 100 now that's not to say the temptation is not going to be there yeah But there is a grace to overcome when the temptation comes. I believe that's why that thing you just said of the prayer, the, what's it, the prayer, the purity, 
and the, the power, power is so key. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know if it was one of the old sayings that said, the sinning man will stop praying and the praying man will stop sinning. Yeah. You know, one of the, even so like true. when we're just chatting about purity and power, like for me, like as an evangelist, when I go out, I need, I need that peace and I need that purity mm. to be able to do evangelism. In fact, like, to be honest with you, like... You need the power, yeah, it, but it doesn't come without the prayer and the purity. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's like, you know, we always hear about the word power evangelism. And obviously yeah. it's always related to signs and wonders. And obviously that's fantastic. But also power evangelism is being free and going out and talking to people. Like I had a ch- conversation with someone the other night, a couple of hours, it was like in the dark. And he was saying that he di- didn't know any he was like 46 he said he was he said i don't know a single person who's married who's happy i literally don't know a single and i asked all my friends i said do you know anyone and they said no and i said well i am actually married i've been married for nearly 10 years now and i am happy there's peace in our relationship because there isn't junk in the relationship you know when there's junk in the relationship it removes the intimacy and Mm. it breaks down the walls of trust and so when I was speaking to him, I wasn't pretending to be free. I was free. And that's power. And I think as Christians, we sing so much about storms and we sing so, we're so obsessed with storms. Do you know what? <laughs> I never even mentioned, I didn't even hear the word storm until I came into the Christian. Oh, and well, now uh, we're meditating about storm. it through right. worship. Now you, you work know? for press, Dom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You know that. I think, <laughs> Oh, my day is shot in the foot. Wow. Okay. All right. Dig in a hole. Dig in a hole. Cut this. Cut this string. No, as in like the storms of life and being, you know what I mean? Like, am I making it? You are making sense. You are making sense. Being obsessed with storms. The waters and the waves and the rain and the clouds. Yeah, like. And, and, I, and I just got to a point where I don't believe anyone thinks you can actually be free or okay. Yeah. And I'm like, you can. Yeah, you can. This is an abstract we're not yeah, just singing yeah. this as a hopeful proposal one day. This is reality. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're all a, a work in progress, mm-hmm. but we can go into some exceptional places in God yes. through the pathway of prayer and purity, Absolutely. which will then equal into power. So I've just shut myself in the foot. <laughs> I'm just going to go and I run away it. for a little bit. No, 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 um, no, no, no. But anyway, just, stay we here. can delete that bit. Yeah. <laughs> we're not deleting it. No, I think this is. Or just really... put it to Mike. Just, uh, just say James said that bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll put. I don't know how we're going to put his face on your face, but we're going to make we're going to make it shops a wonderful thing. All right, go. No, it makes me think of, uh, and it's a question I wanted to chat to you guys. We have talked talked about it a little bit, but I think it's important. You know what? What does true freedom look like? Mm. Because when I look at the cross, mm. I'm like, there's no way that Jesus went through all that. Mm-hmm. So I can just stay bound. Mm. Wow. Like he didn't, he didn't say just before he died, it's nearly done. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he didn't say it's almost done. Yeah. He said, it's done. It and, it, and the first few years of my that. Christian walk, I always used to think like, is it nearly done or is it done? Mm. Like you said, it's finished. Like the word means tetelestai, it's tetelestai in the Greek. It means the price has been paid. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's not partially paid. Like the whole bill was done. Mm. Yeah, it, you know, so good. freedom has been achieved for me. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think for me, part of my struggle was always, am I going to fight for freedom? Mm. Am I like, or I think 
you know, we get a bit weary in the fight and we think, oh, I'm never going to get there. So I might as well just give up. Yeah. Mm. But like, that's part of what we want to do today is say to people who are watching, don't give up the fight. Yeah, like yeah. it might 100%. sound cheesy. It might, it might be a phrase that we often say, but this Christian life is a war zone. It is a fight and we're fighting it every day. And even, you know, I am free from pornography, but it's still a fight. We yes. still have yeah. to fight it. Yes. Still and so aware. I want to ask, you know, this question, what does true freedom look like? Because, James sort of says in the book, there is more power in one drop of the blood of Jesus than in all of the kingdom of darkness and all the demons of hell combined. And I love it because... When when you read that, you just gave me stirred. I was like, yes, I did write that. But that's just getting me so fired up. And it's true because I think if if we try and make freedom, Christian freedom, like this sort of ethereal, spiritual kind of thing that we've got, and it's doesn't outwork in our life where we where we can't say 10 years free from pornography we Mm. can't say 10 years free from masturbation Mm. or whatever it is Mm. then what we're saying is that the devil and the demons are more powerful than Mm. what jesus has done on the cross and i refuse to ever say that and i refuse to believe that so for you guys what what would you say true freedom looks like like maybe just on a practical basis because you know I, it was something that i really struggled with as a mm, young christian mm. of well there is you know i'm not perfect yeah but at the same time god calls me to freedom you know he whom the son has set free is free and free indeed like that free yeah. indeed freedom yeah like, what does that really look like is that we need cameron here because this is one of those <laughs> difficult questions where she goes yeah. i got the answer <laughs> and you're I- sat in cameron's chair so. <laughs> Do you want to go first, Matt? <laughs> I, I, I would say, I think when I look back into my kind of journey um, and how God set me free specifically from pornography, I made, I made reference to the paralyzing effect. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that I am no longer obedient to the power of that spirit. Mm-hmm. And so my freedom and the practical working of that is the strength in my will and my heart to resist and say no. It's not that the temptation is not there, but it's the ability by the grace of God to be able to resist the temptation when it comes. Mm -hmm. Because what I realized was when I was in a place of addiction, my ability to resist was so weak mm-hmm. and I was so paralyzed. So I, I believe freedom is manifested when we're in the place where we can say no to the enemy and we don't yield our members to the mm-hmm. lust of the flesh and the things that are so easily around us these days. Like the Bible, what does it say? Um, sin will no, no longer be your master yes. in Romans. Yes. And it mm. also, it makes me think of um, the passage in James <laughs> where it says, each one is led away by his own sinful desires. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it made me think of a time uh, in my life where I was struggling with masturbation. So I was free from porn, but I was probably very regularly masturbating. It was like a daily struggle for me. Like, and can I just say, every can, single day. some Christians don't think it's wrong. Yeah. Wait, no, some some Christians, I don't know if I said that right. Some Christians think it's okay. That's the point of yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. That's that's funny you say that just because of, you know, I told I said it in, I think, the Price of Lies talk, but it was just like I once had this young guy come to me and he said, is it okay to masturbate if I'm not thinking about anything lustful? <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, if you can masturbate without, without thinking lustful thoughts, then maybe it might be okay. But yeah. I'll even tell you why that's not okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, so I was like... No, it's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. Even without thinking lustful thoughts, it's yeah. not okay. So I, was, I did that eye thing where, you know, you like look away and you're like, okay. Uh, I think 
if you're not thinking about anything last of all, why don't you just go make a cup of tea instead of masturbating? It? But I get, I get where his heart was coming yeah, from. Yeah, it yeah. was like this overriding experience on the inside. It's like if you come off sugar, your body's going to start to... When I came off sugar for a whole year, didn't eat any chocolate, didn't eat any cake, mm-hmm. didn't eat any sweets, didn't eat any crisps for a whole year. Yeah. And then someone in January bought me a massive dairy milk bar. I had some, you know, mouthfuls of it. It was really nice. And then I'm not joking you, in the middle of the night, my mind woke me up and started speaking to me directly go and get me more of that chocolate, <laughs> go and get me. It was talking to me. And I, and I know that's what it's like in the masturbation thing is like mm. the body is now talking to you. Give mm. me what I want. You've created a desire now. Yeah. And now I want you to start fulfilling that. And it yeah. is, it is a, it's, it's a, it's a, it almost, obviously they're, they're connected very much porn and, and, and masturbation, but very much they're, they're still two different worlds in some ways. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the effect that can have in your mm-hmm. brain and your heart and the desire that your body actually is calling for it. Yeah. So, sorry, go on, Carrie. No, it's, it's good. I mean, even, even just on a sort of theological level, like during my studies for my degree in theology, like I had to do a paper on sexual immorality. Mm. And so I did, you know, I studied the Greek and it is, definitely includes masturbation in there like oh does it okay yeah, you won't okay. you won't find a website or a greek lexicon where it where it doesn't include masturbation okay. like so i, I don't know why there. people excuse it and, and would say oh you know it's okay it's okay to do i mean there's some christian leaders that would even say that yeah. and, and i've seen that i've heard that and so i'm i'm, I'm pretty sure yeah well, i mean you can make mm, the bible say whatever, whatever you, you want it to say, say i mean hitler read the bible but like that doesn't mean that he's he's right about it but yeah, um, the, you know, the passage in James says each one is led away by his own sinful desires. And, you know, when I was struggling with masturbation, my prayer was always, God, I don't want to do this. Like, take it away from me. Hmm. And over a long period of time, I was praying this prayer and I sort of argued with God and said, like, this prayer isn't working. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you're not taking it away. I almost started to blame God that mm. it was his fault yeah, yeah, yeah. that I wasn't stopping this thing. Yeah, And so... I, I I got into a space where I was praying and just really asking God, like, what's going on? And God said to me, you do want to do it. Mm. Wow. And I was like, no, no, Lord. <laughs> it makes a bigger tummy. <laughs> and Peter, no, Lord. <laughs> um, I was like, no, like, I, I don't want to do it. And God was like, you do. Because human beings inherently are selfish. Like, mm. wow. you d- if, if you're hungry, you'll go, unless you're on a fast, like, yeah. you'll, you know, you'll go and feed yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, and, and I've just felt, I was like, ah, oh, I do want to do it. And then I felt like a weight of freedom come as I was began to be honest with God. Mm, yeah. And then I read that scripture, you know, led away by my own sinful desires. desires. And I was like, it's the desire that I have to deal with yeah. first. Wow. And then it all started to make sense because I was suddenly like, yes, true freedom is about saying no and resisting but true freedom is also about saying yes it's about getting my yes so strong Strong. for god that i don't have time to to think about masturbating or watching porn because i'm too busy reading my bible i'm too busy worshiping i want to go to this event and praise god here and i want to go and do this because my yes is so strong and the spirit is so strong within (laughs) me that when there is a hint of the desire i can squash it back down because the spirit man is so much stronger in me you know matt said something that i actually want to make reference to that's good when he was talking about the ability to resist Mm -hmm. and he said something about that you notice the temptations you gave in more when 
anywhere lukewarm. Yeah. And when you are not in a place where you're on fire. Exactly. And you just made a point about life desire. <laughs> oh, well, Life on Fire, that's what the yes. book is called. Get the book, Life Get on Fire. Book. Get the book. <laughs> so you just made a point about desire. And I often say your desire is a secondary consequence. Your desires, our desires right now, is a secondary consequence of what we've been fellowshipping with, all we've been around. Yeah. And so when you start to surround yourself with the right things, your desire level for spiritual things would increase if you surround yourself with the right type of things. Mm-hmm. And when your desire increases, the byproduct of that is you start to feed that desire mm-hmm. with things that help your spirit grow. Mm-hmm. And then the stronger your spirit is, the easier it is for you to resist. But when you're mm-hmm. in a place where it's yeah. mostly all the stuff of the world, like you were saying, entertainment, your flesh has its way all the time, yeah. and your spirit is not being fed, yeah. then it's more easy to to give and so actually we are free but we can end up falling back into a place of bondage if we don't keep a lifestyle that's of true. feeding our spirit the word of god the presence of god yeah. prayer that's what keeps yeah. us strong that's 100% true. i think two things that you guys have just said is vision you need to have a vision of where you could go or what to do what's your yes going to be mm-hmm. you know not just what's your no but what's your yes but also if you're feeding your flesh 95% of the time and you're just <laughs> doing that silly prayer with God, which is like, oh, sorry, I didn't spend any time with you today. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, just help me with this. And um, did it. And it's four minutes and I'm bored. You know, probably God's bored. Everyone's bored. And then you go God's on and then, you, and then you go and do your own thing again, you know, and yeah. you're feed. You know what I mean? Like if you're feeding and feeding and feeding your flesh and you're starving and starving and starving your spirit, who do you think's gonna win that battle Absolutely. nine times out of day? You've got a bodybuilder next to some scrawny spirit teenager. <laughs> you know, that's gonna win all the time. And yeah. I think one thing is like, look at your diet. There was a there was a there was a phrase in the uh, health food, um, you know, eating world, which was clean eating. You know, you probably mm-hmm. heard that clean eating. You know, for example, you know, the enemy is not ignorant. He's clever. He's yeah. been around human beings a long time. Okay, yeah, you said you've given up porn. Okay, I'm going to try and mask behind other things now and try and still take your gaze. For example, if I came into your house, Josh, and, um, the, you know, I came into your living room and there was two people in the corner having sex... Mm. <laughs> That would be an odd thing, right? (laughs) Or I came in and someone's been hacked to death. Yet we think it's okay because it's in a box Mm, in our TV screen. mm. So we're okay to meditate upon that day and night wow, wow, and wow. so that that tv is not there to entertain us that's there, there to train yeah, us indoctrinate to go, you to indoctrinate <laughs> yeah to go in the wrong direction absolutely but that's not saying i have netflix but i watch it like a hawk mm. best like you're a, you're crazy if anything comes up that shouldn't be there you're you straight away fast forward it or you say okay let's cut this whole series it might yeah, be two yeah, episodes into yeah, it yeah, but yeah. it's like you have to be hawk-eyed with it all because it wants to trip you up it wants to pull you back in it wants to pull you from your place where you're feeling confident to a point that now you're feeling weak and vulnerable i want to i want to say something on this oh okay (laughs) i want to say because when you were speaking when you were speaking it made me think of like you go to a christian conference Mm. soul survivor it's finished now unfortunately (laughs) but uh even prayer storm you know even though we used to do them just like seven hours or whatever just like a one day thing normally yeah, yeah. but you go to a christian conference say it's a few days yeah everybody will know this everybody who's watching will know this people come in one way and at the end 
they're like a different person. Mm, like, wow. you know, the worship, people are sort of like a bit timid, there's a yeah. hands down. By the end, everyone's jumping around, running around, even young yeah, people, conferences, yeah. yeah, yeah. worshipping God, going yeah. on fire for God. Yeah. That tells me one thing. Like, they're stronger in the spirit at the end than they were at the start. Mm. But what were they doing that whole time? Yeah. Seminars, prayer things, worship, reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and it's gotten to that place. So I want to say for everybody who's watching... Here's the challenge. If you don't believe us, try it for a week. <laughs> wow. Don't watch Netflix. Wow. Don't, like, don't, like, delete social media off your phone and try just for one week, because I've done this in my life. I've done this in my life. Yeah. I, I went on a three-day fast rec- quite recently and stopped watching this, deleted some things, and, and literally all I was doing was praying and reading my Bible. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's been three months. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've still not watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've still not listened to wow. anything other than worship music. Yeah. Not because I feel like it's bad. Yeah. I just don't want to. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I just, yeah, 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 and it's yeah, not yeah. bad. It's totally not bad. And mm-hmm. I'll probably watch a movie again. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, I'm so consumed by what I've been doing. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh yeah, I kind of used to do that. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to challenge you. Watching, try it for a week. And, and see where you are spiritually after a week. And see when that temptation comes after a week. See how you feel then. You know, you're talking about even when the temptation <laughs> comes. It's not if the temptation comes. Yeah. It's when. Because it's when. it doesn't matter how on fire you feel. It doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. Temptation is going to come. In fact, we had a chat some weeks ago about, you know, the devil leaving Jesus for an opportune time. Yeah. So the temptation is going to come. And this is what Jesus says. Pray lest you fall into mm. temptation. Mm. It didn't say pray when the temptation comes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so, so the prayer is actually the prayer, the prayer that gets you through the temptation is not the one you do when the temptation comes, or the one you've been doing before the temptation comes. Mm. Yeah. So, so the good. point we're making here is that when you're spending all the time in the presence of God in worship and prayer, your spirit is going to be built up. Your desires are going to be recalibrated. Yes. Things are going to start to shift in you. Yes. And so when those things start to come around you and the temptations come, it's far easier to just resist. In fact, sometimes you don't even notice them because you're so lost in a whole completely, in a completely different world of desire for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how you achieve so full freedom. This is, <laughs> this is stirring my heart so much. I just feel like I want to go and pray. <laughs> uh, but... I want to, I want to, what I want to do right now is I want to ask a question on behalf of maybe some people who are watching. And if you got this far, it would be amazing. Maybe a little bit cynical. Maybe they're a little bit like, is this a bit too much? Is this a bit too far? Um, because you talk a lot in the book about the eye gate and what we allow into our eyes and why it's important. And we've been speaking about, you know, some yeah. of the stuff on Netflix and all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. I want, I, want to get, I want to get into it a little bit just mm-hmm. because I know there might be some people who might be thinking, is it really that bad? Like, what, you know, I want to ask the question, what's the implications of, of what we're letting into our eyes? Like, why is the eye gate, as you, as you call it in the book and, and stuff like that, why is the eye gate so important and what we allow into our eyes so important? Like, why, why, why are we talking about pornography like as if it's such a big deal? Like, you know, because, you know, for me personally, I feel like there's people out there who... God has got on this earth and he wants to change the world through them. Mm. Like there's people watching who've got massive callings on their life, Mm. but some of this stuff is restricting them and holding them back from doing that. 
But yeah, why is that eye gate so important? Can you explain some of the spiritual stuff behind that, the theological stuff like you talked about in the book? So um, the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Mm -hmm. So you live your life from what's going on in your heart. Your heart has entrance. There are things that uh, are like pathways into your heart and we're calling them the gateways to your heart. Your eye gate, the things you see, feed what happens in your heart. The things you hear definitely feeds what happens in your heart. Mm -hmm. And because the heart is such a critical place for every kind of spiritual activity, the enemy is fighting for your heart, but God is also wanting to have influence. It's like these two forces wanting to have influence in your heart. So you have to be in a place where you're guarding what you're allowing into your eyes and what you're allowing into your ears. Because if you don't do that, then your heart is going to get to a place where it's been filled with all these ideas. And in the book, I talk about um, 9-11. So, you know, in 9-11, um, you know, the planes were hijacked and, yes. you know, crazy stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, before 9-11, there was lots of um, uh, uh, reports. Well, I don't say lots of. It was common to hear about plane hijackings Okay. Uh, before 9-11. After 9-11, the whole world changed. And security went up. Security went up in airports, and now you can't get onto flights, you know, if you have this kind of level of whatever it is. I forgot the measurement. Oh, the liquids. Yeah, the yeah, liquids yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. And everything got really strict. Yeah. And if you look at the statistics, after 9-11, like, you know, three years later, four years later, it's like the number of plane, jacket, plane hijackings recorded worldwide started going down and down and down. Right now, I'm going to ask you the question. When was the last time you heard of a plane being hijacked? (laughs) It's not, it's never made, because it doesn't happen anymore. And and I can point it back to what happened at 9-11. After 9-11, the security system at the gates went up. Mm. And because the security system went up, Mm -hmm. people could not get on the plane with dangerous things. And so, yeah, yeah, and to hijack the plane. So in essence... If the security system at your eye gate, you're talking about Netflix and about being watchful about what you see and what you listen to. If your security system is low, your eye gate, your ear gate, then you know what? The enemy is going to get in there onto that plane, your heart, and it's going to hijack your heart. And what is going to happen is your life is going to end up aligning with his agenda more than God's agenda. Mm. So So it's so key what we're allowing into our eyes, what we're allowing into our ears, and uh, increasing the security system. And what does that mean practically? It's being watchful of the things that we're allowing on our TV screens. Like you said, it's there to indoctrinate us. There is a culture, there's a system that, it's a system of the world, and it's been run by the enemy to infiltrate our minds, our hearts with ideas. And the more we're cautious, the more we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, the more we actually are on the right path to guard our hearts. I mean, there are times where we are going to watch something at home, and it might be something, in fact, even cartoons sometimes. And you know, Rebecca and myself, I just, I just have a bad feeling about this. Or I might be like, I don't like the feel of this at all. And it's, and it's not that anything bad has been said or mm-hmm. done, but inside, I'm just feeling like something uncomfortable about what mm-hmm. this is, or maybe a yeah. spirit behind this yeah. that I don't want to entertain in my heart or in my children's lives. And yeah. so in that moment, we're going to make a choice to heighten the security system. That's mm-hmm. so good. I, I, actually, to be honest, I've, uh, so many of the illustrations that you use in that book, that was the one that stood out like anything to me Mm. it was just like you know why do people go through these sort of 
you know, to be like padded down to check. Basically, you know, someone comes along, they look normal, but they're padding them down in case they've got like, you know, a knife in their boxes yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you don't see that from the front on. They look like a normal guy. And it's like the, all the TV shows, all the music that we're listening to, it comes in a friendly way. You know, I talked to her recently about light. Just because it's light doesn't mean it's good or from God. Mm. You know, be careful of the light. You know, um, what's his name? Satan masquerades around like a angel of light. Angel of light, yeah. You know, and it's like even in Luke uh, 11, I think it is, he talks about be aware of the light. You know, is it rooted in darkness? Is mm, the origins mm. in darkness? Just mm. because it's flashy, just because it's hip, just because it's hot, doesn't mean it's good for you. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, we need to like pad down things. We need to discern things. We need to see where the origins are from. And the thing is, you need to stir up that, you know, you need that fire built up continually on Absolutely. the inside side because mm-hmm. we can't always see in the flesh what's really there you know mm-hmm. and it's like we need to be discerning and it's like in in the inward man you start to discern there's something not right about what that yeah, person's carrying yeah yeah they look normal everyone's fine but something i feel uneasy or something yeah. i feel this weight i feel this darkness yeah i feel there's something more going on and that's why you have to navigate and I say it all the time, we have to navigate not just through our eyes, but by the spirit of God. Yeah. You know, my friend who is a, a, a brilliant pastor, everyone who came into his church, many pastors would be like, oh, more people. That's great. You know, I get my numbers up. But he would say, who is this person, God? Why are they here? Mm. You know what I mean? What, on their, what agenda are they here on? And he would discern them more in the spirit than just in the natural. Wow, and wow, I think wow, that's wow, wow, wow. just a word to all of us, that everything we do, we have to navigate through the lens of the spirit rather than just well it looks good and it looks friendly so hey come on in yeah. you know come on into my home you know I me mean? because that's yeah and, and you know problems. god is more concerned about the state of our hearts than anything else as in mm-hmm. he you know he says these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me yeah and so when god looks at us he's actually looking at the depths of our hearts yes he's concerned about our behavior and the things we do but our behavior is a secondary consequence of heart conditions. Out yeah. of the abundance of the heart, yeah. the mouth speaks, the scripture says. Yeah. You know? And then when you think about, coming back to a point you made or the question you were asking, I mean, I'm thinking about how Jesus values our thought life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big deal to him what's yeah. going on in our heart. To the point that he said, when you look at a person with lust, yeah. To him, and from heaven's standard, that is classed as you've, you're already guilty of the act. Yeah. So, and he it, links it to the heart. He says you committed it, it, adultery it, in your heart. Exactly, in so the heart. seen the lust and committed adultery so, in the heart. As far as heaven is concerned, it's already been done in the heart. So you're guilty. Just yeah, yeah. You're just as gu- This is just amazing in, in many ways. It. You're just as guilty from heaven's perspective mm-hmm. as the person who went out to do it mm-hmm. because you've thought it in your heart. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like from God's perspective, like your thoughts are his reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then I like to imagine what it would be like if my thoughts were played on plasma screens. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and if my 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 thoughts, the things I'm thinking about in word from were blasted out on speakers, yeah, for everyone to hear. Imagine, imagine how you feel. It's like <laughs> there will be more of a caution as to what you meditate on. Yeah. And 
I think in a sense, if you think that way, then you actually realize you're actually never alone. Mm, As in, even inwardly, God sees that. And so it's living with that awareness means you actually more, there's more caution about what you're letting in. It all comes down to that, the fear of God. It's like an honest reverence for God. And not wanting to lose that fellowship would mean you Mm -hmm. start to go out things. And I've noticed times where, I've not necessarily done anything wrong per se, but I can tell that the Holy Spirit is not comfortable. And because I don't want to lose fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I have to make decisions based on the fact that I want to please the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. to another person, they might think, well, that's not a big deal. But to me, I know that the Holy Spirit doesn't want Mm -hmm. me to go in that direction. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, 100%. And it's probably different for for every person. You know, sin is the same, but there's probably different convictions and different sort of things that different people have and I think that's really important so I want to transition just as we um, close with these last two thoughts the battle is raging for young people Hmm. across the world you know we talked a little bit you know magazines when we were younger you know magazines I think you know when I was about 14 like the internet was there a little bit and you could maybe access a few things on the internet from time to time but we had one computer in the house and it was in a common room Mm -hmm. that anyone could walk in at any time so it was awkward but now the phones you know and you've not it's not even like wi-fi you've got 4g so you could leave your house and go somewhere private Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just the opportunity for young people to be able to fall into sin even if they're trying their best to live a life i'm like oh my days like if you're young and you're living for god like i salute you like because you're living in a way more sinful polluted culture than Mm. ever before yeah 100 percent. why do you think it is though like why does the enemy so target young people you know we talk about it a bit press on behind the scenes like we know some of that stuff but maybe we've not talked about it so publicly a lot you know why why and not just young people young christians as well like why does the enemy come in at the beginning stage at a young stage and try and attack that and try and steal from from the youth i think i i would just say like one of the things is because when you're say you know under 20 there's so much molding going on in you there's so much development going on you know shaping and it's like if the enemy can get into the foundations of who you are wow. in early age, mm. you know, you could be living off the, the root of that mm. thought pattern, that stronghold yeah. for the next 60 years. Mm. So if he can get in at an early age and he can taint you and he can stain you, mm-hmm. then you're going to start to live out those things and that's going to become normal to you. And I think, you know, oh, in wow, particular, really yeah, it's, it's just like he wants to get into the foundations. That's why he's 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 doing that and i think i I just want to say one thing just before we go on with this a second because just two things that i would say like if you are if you do mess up in this area because that's one thing i do think we haven't said anything about which is like what happens if you do mess up how Mm -hmm. do you respond to that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think i just want to say just say you know if 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 i could go back this is how i would do and this is how i started to do it towards the end before god broke those cycles in me number one check your diet what have you been feeding on that day what has led you to this point Mm -hmm. and where are you sort of doing this point you know i mean like is it isolation whatever it is you know address the diet that's good but also and i say this a lot never speak to yourself like the devil Mm. so don't then condemn yourself because Mm. that's the enemy wants to do that he wants to rob you and that's tied into what you're saying there he wants to rob you of your confidence Mm. if he can stain your conscience then he can rob you of your confidence and then you don't share about god and then you don't Mm. feel like god's working in your life Mm -hmm. but i want to say if you do mess up instead of saying oh lord i'm so rubbish again 
Instead, stand up and go, I thank you, Jesus, that you have broken this off my life. I mm-hmm. thank you that my future is going to be fully clean. And I thank you, Lord, that your love is so there for me right now. Right now, you're thinking your thoughts of love about me. Thank mm-hmm. you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to be changed, Lord. I thank you that. Stand up and declare the change. Mm-hmm. Don't Amen. stand up and condemn yourself. Amen. And I encouraged a young guy like this a while back, and I could just see his heart lifted almost. Like, I don't have to then pretend to beat myself up for three days, ignore God to yeah, fulfill yeah, my yeah. humility yeah. calling. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. actually, instead, I can say, actually, God, you love me right now in this. Mm. And I'm going to be free from this. And you declare it. And God will free you from that place. Mm. And I'm speaking from experience. Amen. Sorry, Amen. I've gone off on a tangent, but I just it, feel like I, I needed that. to address that. No, no, it, that. it is a relevant tangent. And I yeah. will come back to Josh's question yeah. in a moment. But yeah. to add to what you're saying, absolutely right. You know, in terms of our heart posture, if and when you know, we do fall. Yeah. Everything you've said that is so important. And I want to just highlight again, people watching, the importance of accountability. For me, that yeah. was part of, that was my journey or my, yeah, my path to freedom, accountability and walking in the light. Mm. The blood of Jesus does not work in the dark. Wow. <laughs> the blood of Jesus would cleanse you when you choose to come in the light. And remember what wow. he says, he will forgive and cleanse from all unrighteousness. So mm-hmm. you said when we confess, we confess, he forgives and he cleanses. So there is a forgiveness and yeah. then there is a cleansing. Mm-hmm. And so there's something about the cleansing you need to experience. And that cleansing comes when you choose to expose that darkness. And in other words, yeah. you choose to talk and I'm not saying post on Facebook, on Instagram, let everyone know what you're saying. (laughs) I'm saying you need to ask the Lord to lead you to someone or some group of men or women, depending on the situation, that you can trust and that you can expose these things to. further on. In their walk with God. Further then, on, yes, then you are. yes, yes. Because <laughs> so you good. don't have that pastor story where it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's fine. It's like, I want to pick somebody to be accountable to who's, that gonna, has, who's that's free That's had a level the... of victory <laughs> yeah, yeah. in this. Yeah. Uh, absolutely true. Yeah. And so you want to be in a place where the living in the light is so important now. And then there are practical things you can do. You know, Jesus mm-hmm. says, if, you're, if your hand causes you to sin, Chop it off. If you are, I mean, he didn't mean that literally, obviously, because no one actually did that in scripture. He yeah. was trying to say you have to take a radical approach yeah, to really deal with everything that's causing you to stumble. Yes. So if it's your computer, then maybe you need to put it away now. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I don't know if I saw a video a while back. I never watched the people. I saw something of Karen Wheaton from the yeah, ramp. Smashing the phone with a hammer. <laughs> I on was the it stage. Was it a laptop. Or was it, oh, yeah. The, she's done it with both. She's oh, done yeah, it with okay. the laptop and the camera. So, so Karen Wheaton, okay, leads the ramp, spiritual mother to me as well, and lots of other people. Yeah. She she takes this laptop, and I think she's <laughs> preaching this message about sin, and it's like, she just got this hammer and just... Well, she said that scripture. She oh, was said, it? <laughs> yeah, she said, Jesus says, like, cut it off. And she's like, so you can either cut your hand off, or you can do this. <laughs> takes yeah. a laptop, sucks hammering, yeah. smash it up, everyone's going crazy. Yeah. And, and it's true. Because you have approach. to be radical, and you mm-hmm. have to say, what, what can I do in the natural to um, uh, to protect myself from falling so easily when I am weak in this area. You, yeah. you, you know you're kind of weak. You know, you're like you've not your spirit man is not strong as mm-hmm. it should be. And so you know if you're in that situation, you're going to do this. Well, what are the practical things you can put in place mm-hmm. to help you not to just 
step into those situations and just fall. So I would say be very radical. Everything Matt has said, you know, if things do come up and you do find yourself falling, how you respond is critical. Surrounding yourself with accountability is yes. so key to overcoming in this mm. in these days. Can I just add to that? Because this is just, I just feel like, yeah, God's bringing some wisdom now in, in, in how to, to get free in these things. And I want to go even one step further. I want to say to you, especially being a young person, change your group of friends if you need to. Yeah. Change yeah. your whole friendship, you know. Delete people off Instagram. Delete people off Instagram. Delete Instagram. Delete people. But <laughs> delete, <it's>, <laughs> delete TikTok. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. Like, is it really that important? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And just the people that you're spending the time with. If yeah. they are lukewarm, if their diet is bad, your diet is going to yeah, be bad. Yeah. I, a pastor used to say to me, he said, show me your friends and I'll prophesy your future. Wow, wow, you know? wow, wow, wow. And that's it, you know. And I, I felt God from an early age was like, if you stand with tall trees, if you plant yourself around tall trees, you'll grow tall. Yeah, and it's yeah. like as a young person, I, I I know this. Even when I was not a Christian, I was getting constantly into ish, uh, problems. I was so afraid when my mom came home from school, uh, parents' evening, she would like look for me, like, and I'd be like, ah, you know, being like, because mm. I'd been so bad. But for some reason, I changed my group of friends, mm, mm. and all of a sudden, my results changed, everything changed, my demeanor changed. Be very careful who you plant your time around. Mm. It might just be you have to go that much further and change your group of friends in this season. No, I think that's really yeah. important. And you just have to be watchful and careful because obviously, um, Prayerstorm, we're launching our TikTok channel. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have really used TikTok, I but one thing it. that's different about TikTok, which really scares me, is when you open the homepage on Instagram, when you click Instagram, it takes you to the homepage first. And what you see is the people that you follow's content. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And there's a little button called Explore, which is where you'll find other people's content. And oftentimes it's connected follow. to people you follow. Those, yeah. yeah. And so, but even then, you can still get some dodgy thing on the Explore. Oh, I'll thing. tell you what. So I, was, I try and stay I'm clear so sorry to button. interrupt you. Yeah. No, it's okay. on, on my Instagram, what I actually ended up doing was because um, I thought, and I, I think this might be right, I'm not a social media expert. On the Explore page, some of the stuff you see is connected to people you follow, but sometimes yes. it might not be. And I started seeing things that were not full on pornographic, but were like, I don't need that. Half and naked, o- yeah. And, yeah, and oftentimes, in fact, they don't show up now anymore on my feed. Yeah, yeah. What I'll do is I'll just, um, there's something you click and say you don't want to see this yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. But in addition to deleting, something you can do as a just accountability accountability thing is <laughs> give someone else or other people your login details. Because all the kind of, conv- you'd be surprised the kind of uh, 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 direct messages that people get and oh, yeah. things that happen on Instagram. And having that open life of accountability does help. Sorry to, sorry no, to no, it's okay. you there. That's good. Well, the difference with, TikTok is when you open the app TikTok, it takes you straight first thing to the explore thing, not to the people that you follow. You have no choice about the first thing that you see when you open TikTok. And it's all videos, it's not photos, and it plays instantly. You open it up and it plays instantly. So the other day I'm sorting out the TikTok thing and I open, I didn't didn't realize it did this, open it up straight away. And these people are holding up this like pink perfume thing saying, we love this perfume thing so much. It's our idol. I was like, I've opened up an app and immediately I'm confronted with idol worship. Mm. (laughs) 
Mm. I'm like, I, I don't know if they were joking or messing around, but you, you don't mess around with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was like, this is the culture that young people are living in. TikTok is like the most used app amongst young people. And wow. obviously we want to infiltrate that culture and, yeah, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But at the same breath, like, delete it. Like if, if it's causing you, if to, it's stumble, causing you to stumble, delete del- it. Absolutely. Like, it, you don't need to be on these things. Like, I think the culture, like, sells this lie. Like, you need to be significant on here. You need to be significant on here. You need yeah. to follow this person. You need to have this many followers. Be significant in heaven with Amen. your prayer life. Amen. Amen. If you, Amen. If you if, I say this all the time as well. If you want to be truly, you know, like, there's always a feeling like I'm going to miss out or I'm just, you know, I'm not going to stand out and, and, and people are going to think I'm boring and dull. You know, if you want to stand out in this generation, be holy because mm. that's very rare. You don't see mm. that anywhere, really. Mm. So if you, want to be, if you want to be significant and you want to stand out as a young person, be holy. Amen. Do things differently. Go against the grain. And actually, people will respect you for it. They might give you a bit of jip at the beginning. I remember when I first became a Christian, I started drinking water at the, um, at the pub. I had tables around me that were laughing actively laughing at me they were like oh he's become a christian now i had tables of people that i didn't know laughing at me and i laughed with them because i was like i'm much i'm, I'm much more happier than now I'm, i've ever been <laughs> and so i just laugh with them and then i will confuse yeah. them but it's uh. like if you can just overcome those first sort of hurdles actually when they have a struggle or they have a problem they they're coming come, to you yeah, because yeah, they, they respect you, you. they don't respect all those other guys that are just literally doing nothing absolutely anyway. coming back to your question about this generation and why is it? I can't remember how you asked the question about Why's the enemy. The enemy yeah, I, and and Matt started that, and I want to just add another perspective to it, more from scripture in terms of the prophecy over this generation. I believe this generation, and you know, it's our key scripture here, pressed on. Yeah, in on. the last days, I pour my spirit on all flesh. Yeah, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your yes. old men will dream dreams, and then your young men will see visions. And if you break that down, there's a double emphasis on the youth. There so is. you say, yeah. sons and daughters, then the old men, that's another generation. And then your young men and young women, that's the younger generation again. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a double emphasis on a young generation than an older generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe that's a picture of what things are going to look like in the move of God in the end times. Yeah. It's gonna, the Lord is going to use more young people. That's not to say the older people are going to be part of it. Yeah. There is a, is the connecting of the generations. And so mm. the enemy does not go to fight where there are no spoils. The enemy does not just fight anyhow he he has strategic battles he fights yeah why is this generation so attacked and so bombarded with all the filth and all the uh, immorality everything we're talking about right now it's because god has a great purpose yeah. for this generation and the enemy wants to bind us before we bind him the enemy wants wow. to have us captive <laughs> so that we cannot set the generation free so yeah. he wants to strike first yeah so, so this is good. why we need to rise up and strike actually in purity because then yeah. he loses his hold and it's okay what he said that he yeah. tries to plant those seeds of perversion yeah. at an early age mm, because yeah. it kind of sets the the tracks for life how much more yeah. right now you start to plant the seeds of righteousness in your heart because it, it goes a long way the investment you make right now as a teenager even as a young adult the things you're planting in your life right now the investment you're making you're going to reap a harvest yeah. so if you're investing in the spirit spending time with god you may not see the fruit right in that instant but you will reap a harvest when you sow in the spirit and so, so i think the enemy is so big on this generation because of god's plan to use the youth to use the teenagers the children even i mean mm. some, sometimes we have to turn off 
cartoons because I'm thinking the ideology that's been released in this is so demonic. If you mm. break it down, I don't want my kids watching this because it's going to get them on a certain kind of mindset. In fact, when they've watched it, we've had to sit down and talk about it and go, okay, do you understand what that's actually saying? And this is what we actually believe in. Yeah. Because it's all... So it's it's like the systems of the world to indoctrinate a generation into a way of living. And so the enemy is so aggressive. And I want to end with this. That's why the church, we the people of God, need to be even more aggressive about the youth. Yes. Yeah. We need to invest, even in social media, with content, things that are reaching this generation. We need to ask God for wisdom to reach this generation like never before because the enemy is so aggressive. Mm. Yeah, so good. He really is. So we're going to close right now on just this one thing because I really want to pray for everybody yeah, who's watching yeah. that they'll be set free from sexual addiction, from pornography, lustful thoughts, masturbation. Mm -hmm. We really want to pray into that. And I just want to share a quick testimony uh, as regards to masturbation when it, with me. I, I went to um, a prayer room because I was, just, I was just sick of the struggle. And it was, you know, I'd had this experience where, you know, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit is like, you do want to do it. Like yeah. you need to deal with that desire. Yeah. So I went in the prayer room and I said to God, I lay down on the floor and I said to God, I'm not leaving until this is done. Mm. I'm wow. not leaving until I'm free from this. That's amazing. Like, and okay, I want to do it, but I'm not leaving until you change my desire. And yeah. I never want to do it again. Mm. Yeah. And I was, I was that, you know, 30 minutes went past, 45 minutes went past. I knew it wasn't done. An hour and a half went past. I was there for like three hours. Mm. And good. I basically left frustrated because I was like, I don't know if it's been done. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And I put this song down in my car on the way home. It's called Deliverer. And the ramp worship team back in the day, Bryn Waddell was leading it. What a voice that guy's got, big country voice, like, <laughs> you know, really powerful voice. Yeah. And it's singing this song like, Deliverer, come and set me free, break every chain that's mm. holding me. Uh, and, I, and I'm just like, the whole time I'm thinking, maybe this is just one of the chains that mm. just won't break. Maybe this is just one of the things that God doesn't really, you know, do. Maybe he sort of generally breaks the chains off me, but every chain like maybe mm -hmm. maybe i just need to get married and then it'll be done and, and that's the worst oh, issue oh, by oh, the way oh, oh, yeah I was gonna say, by the way <laughs> marriage doesn't fix this no it really doesn't <laughs> if, if anything if anything it heightens your sexual appetite oh, wow. wow come on <laughs> and so you've got to have it done you can't carry baggage into your marriage yeah, anyway, yeah. Another <laughs> for another but time. it's worth saying that though it is but I was in the car on the way home and suddenly halfway through the song, like out of nowhere, Bryn just starts prophesying. And he's like, there's somebody in here that thinks that the power of Jesus doesn't have, the, the blood of Jesus doesn't have the power to break every chain. Mm -hmm. And he's like really going after it. And I'm like, oh God, like I wasn't in the room, but I know you're speaking to me. Yeah. And he was like, the power of Jesus is in this building and it can break off every single chain that you're dealing with. Yeah. And suddenly... I can feel something rise up in my stomach. And I was like, I think I'm going to be sick. Wow. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? And I put the window down. I opened my mouth and this black smoke left my mouth and wow. went out of the window. Wow. wow. That, that was deliverance right there. And I wow. tell you now, uh, masturbation was a daily struggle. Wow. A daily, I would masturbate every day. Wow. From that point, it was six months. <laughs> wow. And I did, I did actually fall after six months once, but that's what I was talking about before, about yeah. the difference between being bound mm. and being free. And then that's after incredible. that, it was another six months. Mm -hmm. wow. And I'm like, 
that was deliverance. I had deliverance. Wow. And that's why I was also saying, marriage doesn't make it any better because I still have to fight that masturbation. But it's now been 11 years since I've masturbated. Wow, 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 11 wow. years. Wow. And I'm like, God can <laughs> do it. Whoever you are watching today, if it's pornography, if it's sexual ad- addiction, if it's same-sex attraction, if it's masturbating, mm. whatever it is, God can set you free from that chain. God can bring you freedom. And what we want to do together here as brothers, we stand with you. We know what it's like to fight this. You're not alone. Like this isn't an easy thing. Like we get it, but we want to pray for you right now that the power of Jesus breaks off every single chain. And one of the reasons why we do that is because we know God has a massive purpose for your life. Yeah. Yeah. We believe it. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know God has plans for your life, plans to give you a hope and a future. Yeah. He wants to give you a family. He wants you to be married in a beautiful, blessed marriage and maybe, yeah. you know, children. And he's got a beautiful life ahead of you. Yeah. And he wants to set you free. That's how much he loves you. Like mm. he went to the cross. Yeah. And so we just want to release that prayer over your deliverance so maybe yeah. i'll just pray and 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 the guys will join in and yeah. you know thanks for watching so lord holy yes, lord. spirit right now god okay. we thank you lord god for the power of jesus the yes, power lord. of the blood of jesus and we declare that the power of the blood of jesus be released right yes, now lord. even just through the screen that it would hit people right now yes, with lord. deliverance and freedom that you would set people free lord yes, god, lord. and set them for a purpose set them free yes, from Lord. sin and set them free for a purpose yes, that they would Lord. walk in their god-given purpose yes, that Lord. they would be released from mm. sexual addiction mm. that yes, they would Lord. be released from pornography yes. satan we bind you yes. right now in the name of jesus yes, over Lord. these people's lives lord yes, god Lord. and we break the power of the lie uh, yes, about Lord. about freedom that freedom is is just the time between sins the time that you yeah. sin and and about sin cycle and about sin management no yes, sin eradication Amen. We yes, break Lord. the lie in Jesus' name and we yes, declare Lord. freedom, freedom Amen. indeed over everybody who's watching in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Yes, Amen. Lord. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, just a release of the spirit of counsel in Jesus' name and the spirit of wisdom in Jesus' yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. That, Lord, that you would allow diets to change, Lord, yeah. habits to change, lifestyles yeah. to change in Jesus' name, even friendship groups to change lord so i pray lord in the name of jesus that you would just bring wisdom and you would bring counsel lord to those watching today lord that they would assess their environments that they live their life out of lord and where they need to make change they need to make some big decisions i pray that you would just release that you would release that courage to step away mm. from what's producing what they don't want god mm. and i pray that in the name of jesus lord thank you holy spirit thank, thank you, you god thank, thank you jesus, jesus. Father, I just thank you for every single person that's listened to this up on the, to this point. And Lord, as we've released prayers for freedom, I want to just release the blood of Jesus right now yeah. to begin to remove every seed that was planted in yeah. their hearts, uh, things that happened when they were younger, maybe some experiences, some of you, maybe you were abused when you were younger, you had some negative things happen to you that just opened the door for demonic oppression. Right yeah. now in Jesus' name, I release the blood of Jesus. 
Jesus yes, Lord. over you specifically to those areas where those wounds took place. Yes, Lord. That the blood will begin to bring healing. And as yeah. it brings healing, you begin to see those chains completely dissolve yes, and the Lord. hold of those demons broken. Yes, and we Lord. take authority over darkness. As we release healing in the blood of Jesus, yeah. we take authority over the works of darkness mm-hmm. in your life, in any form of sexual perversion or immorality. And yeah. we command it to be completely destroyed even now. Yeah. That the freedom of God begins to rest upon you. And that you're not just free as an ideology, as a theological yeah. idea, yes. but you're, yeah. free, you're free in your actions from this moment yeah. onwards. Just like Josh's testimony of that dark mist kind of leaving, yeah. we declare that everything that's been locked up in you, yeah. in your heart, your emotions, and any part of your body, even yeah. soul ties, that they begin to just break off and leave you now yeah. in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening to the Prayer Storm podcast. We hope this teaching has encouraged you. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Prayer Storm, all one word. Find us on YouTube as well. We put up regular teachings and worship sessions and prayer nights on there. Don't forget James's new book, Life on Fire, at prayerstorm.org. The link is also in the description.